Okay, Pisces New Moon. It's raining buckets of tears. <laughs> Portland, you good? Okay, Pisces New Moon. Cue the freakishly accurate and mind-blowing synchronicities that I've been too busy focusing on the details to notice. In my very Aries moon in the third house ruled by Mars ruled by Mercury way, I was journaling this morning as ritual. I said more like channeled something quite magical. I am abundance. A measure of the pure potential of the universe. I am universal potential. Hold on, let me restart that. I am abundance. A measure of the pure potential of the universe. I am universal potential squished into this body. To think I am small, to doubt my worth, is to discount the universe, its strength, divinity, and its wildest and most authentic manifestations. Loving my divine self in this human body is a journey closer to love, closer to purpose, closer to infinite abundance. My doubts are safe but they are human, and I can love those parts of me too. Boom, head exploded, game over. Close the journal and cool off after that one because phew! So, what do I do next? I impulsively open my phone and try to mindlessly scroll until I see Deja, the Jovian, dancing in pink in her slash their Pisces new moon reel. And I'm reminded, wait, Cusp has horoscopes. Hello, astrology brand mentor, but also just fantastic human. So what do I do next? I open my Cusp app to find this. And I'm in Aquarius Rising, so um, I'm going to read the Cusp written Aquarius Rising new moon uh, reading. Jess, today the new moon energizes your second house emphasizing your personhood and the things that sustain you. But it holds more power than just highlighting your resources. This time, Luna beckons you to acknowledge what it is you're consuming on a spiritual and energetic level. What company do you keep around you? Why would you ever feel you should allow yourself to be undervalued and compromised by the people who get to experience you? This time, you're choosing yourself. You are a mark of God itself. LOL. <laughs> Specifically that last part, you are a mark of God itself. Okay, preach. So, recently I've been struggling a lot with scarcity. Scarcity of pocket, heart, and belief. It's a theme that has come up a lot in therapy for reasons we don't need to touch on, however... I do want to say with all of this Piscean action that's been going on, um, it's been, you know, happening right on top of my second house chart ruler, big ol' Saturn. Um, and also maybe it's Saturn crossing over my ascendant. 
My therapist quite literally had to stop me during our out my hour of crying yesterday. She said, hmm, it seems like you're stuck in this scarcity spot, which is so real. And I can imagine how scary these changes feel. But not believing there's more out there for you, being scared there isn't enough love, Jess, you are capable of so much. You cannot take responsibility for other people's emotions or responses to your needs. Mm. Yeah, that one needs a pause. And so the unfolding begins. Last night, I read the beautiful Tarot for Change that I re-picked up on a whim before hearing Kira and Kendra mention Jessica Dore on the astrology episode. So as I get ready to enter a new phase of the stages of change model, thank you, Jessica, for giving me those words, all of my Saturn square sun fears about not being enough get kicked up. And in more plain terms... A lot of my fears around being seen and valued and like abandonment rejection core wounds get activated because I think if I change, I won't be loved. Um, so I want to reference Dora's chapter on the star. This really felt like the cooling balm waters my Aquarius rising needed. It is not at all wrong for a person with a track record of not having their needs met to have a hard time believing that one day they will. In a very real sense, a lack of hope can be seen as adaptive, protective, and wise. At the very least, perhaps, the star can be an invitation to all those having a hard time, with hope to give themselves with all of the to all of those having a hard time with hope to give themselves grace around why that is grace in practice looks like reminding yourself that it isn't your fault if hope feels hard and that odd as it may sound hopelessness may have actually been the thing that protected you all these years next she touches on the moon with these beautiful words to know something for certain is the psychic equivalent of building a wall against anything that could challenge that knowledge. Knowing can expand what we see as possible, but it can also be like the box we settle into where we unconsciously defend against our growth. Cue memory of my therapist mentioning it seems like I'm trapping myself in this self-contained box where I can't move because I don't know what's next, but that not knowing keeps me there. I wanted to start my newsletter on a happier note when I just feel expansive and utterly sure of my sense of capacity and my potential. Instead, I'll start here which I think is a breath of fresh air, if we're being honest. Honesty. Walking your path is scary and complex. The not knowing feels threatening, especially to those delicate inner parts that trust you not to abandon them. Hope can feel challenging, but the weight lifts once you soften around it. 
And I do want to add a little amendment to this and say there's been a really potent shift around how we approach abundance and the reckless faith that a lot of us who don't have the privilege um, can't embody and we feel wrong for not being able to quit everything and start our dream thing. I think it's okay to lean on these posts of support that we have in our lives until we get to a place where we can support ourselves financially in whatever it is that makes us feel of service to the world. And I'll try to find the link to that post that I'm talking about. So, as I sit at my computer, unsure of what to say, I open my email and I see the start of Capitolia's newsletter, The Underworld, named after her first emo, Home in the Internet Phase on AOL. I'm thinking about my AOL account now, PinkJuicy13, because I loved pink and I wanted a juicy jacket like the cool girls so bad, and I didn't know that creepy guys would randomly find my AIM account, lol which now seems very fifth house fun astrology brand catered towards opening up to juicy pleasure and creative practices, healing and community care with my Venus conjunct Mercury in Gemini in the fifth and my Tumblr account, Toxic Reverie, which means a toxic daydream for those of you who want the inside scoop. So if that isn't some Aquarius rising shit, with Saturn and Pisces as chart ruler. I don't know what is. So, I don't know what comes next, and I'm okay with that. But as Dora alludes to, the not knowing is the magic of the moon. That's the magic of Pisces, and I think Piscean people are so good at bringing that up and into our lives. Pisces shows us this medicine with its boundlessness, To know is to restrict possibility within that knowing. Sometimes our mind can't possibly comprehend what comes next, and that's its own protection. If it knew, it might be too scared. It might revert back to that contractive state of like, oh no, I'm going to be exposed. And when I've been exposed in the past, that fucking hurt. So, Jupiter the ruler of Pisces, traveling with this new moon, teaches us this repeatedly. We never truly know a thing. Because to honestly know it, we have to be comfortable knowing that knowledge changes. It morphs, shifts, flows. And I think that's so important to emphasize. Because Jupiter is in domicile, in two mutable signs. And it's an exaltation in Cancer, which is, that's a cardinal sign. It's a cardinal water sign. It's about movement also. So I want my astrology practice to grow. Yes. So now I start. I trust the not knowing because maybe if I knew, I'd restrict the possibility. I can trust that I've done the diligent work internally. And that this once, the universe sees that. And I can trust that I have that support. 
So I let myself dream of the possibilities. I dream of wrapping my arms around astrology friends. Presence, yes, friends are presence. Let's never forget that. Beaming with joy from the level of care this community puts out into the world. I dream of meeting with clients who are unsure of themselves and just want more internal access to delight. I dream of playful community spaces where I get to laugh with others and lead them through creatively processing the planets and collaborative devotion. I dream of gifting free readings to women and queer people, especially single parents and young parent families. I dream of collaborating with geniuses on podcast episodes and learning from juicy conversations that drip with creative abundance. Uh, I dream of taking an infinite level of astrology courses because it's fucking fun. I dream of a future where I'm so embodied that I show my siblings through my life that any of their desires are possible. And I dream of a world where lousy shit doesn't happen. Everyone has their needs met and has access to healing, and if that's too much... Then I dream of a world where we can hold each other in a network of care and support that is so expansive, it makes me cry. (sighs) Until next time, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I love you. I hope you have a beautiful new moon experience. Bye-bye.